first sports station, 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. What'd you get? It's in the car. <laughs> Are you parked? Two handles. <laughs> two handles. Not one, but two. Two handles for you today, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Made a pit stop on the way in. Said, all right. Oh, my Lord. I just got back from a golf trip. I got to do something quick, and, you know, so I got you uh, two of your favorites. <laughs> I know you enjoy it. So. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, 36 today. That's awesome. Yes, um, sir. You know, big spread from Brothers Barbecue. You even got it that cake. What, what, what's the name of the cake place? Uh, I think it's Nugs Ice Cream. It, it, it's an ice cream. Uh, 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 oh. It's a few own, same owners. Oh, uh, like, brothers. When are we going to cut that up? Um, probably hour four. I think. Probably hour four. We only go three. That's right. So you, you figure it out. You, you think you're rolling with that cake, like, without giving me any of it? Like, rolling with my own cake home? Come on. That was for everyone. Like, the spread of food was for everyone. For everyone it literally has my name on it. Right. Happy birthday. <laughs> we all eat it here. Uh, that's Unbelievable. Fair. That's fair. That's uh, fair. I want to try it. Yeah. It's no, Oreo, like, it's uh, like ice cream, and cream. cream. Cookies yes. and cream. I mean, it looks great. Yes. Really well done. You don't, you're not even a big sweets person. I'm not, especially during the day. I just want to try one little piece. Of that's course. It. That's of it. course. We're yeah. all going to eat it. We're all going to oh, eat it. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing home uh, dessert from Maggiano's later. Oh, there you go. A little, oh. little, little wife date, a little one-on-one. Oh, so, nice. Looking forward to that uh, a lot. Uh, it's great to have you back, man. And uh, you were gone a couple days. You're down playing uh, at uh, golf at Michael Jordan's course. The Grove. The Grove 23. All the their Grove. stuff has, like, you know, like a lot of them have the emblem. It's like a... I don't know what the, the animal's called, like a, I don't even know, but uh, look it up. Uh, if it's a leopard or cheetah or something, but they have like, you know, the uh, Roman numerals, 23, kind of, okay. XX something, okay. 111 type of deal. Uh, 23 would be, yeah, XX111. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they have that on a lot of stuff. Really cool, cool place. Um, me and MJ hung out for a long time, and uh, he, he was seemed thrilled to meet me. Yeah. The few hours or the few minutes or the one minute that I said hi to him. But that was awesome. It was cool. It was cool to meet him. And Did you play uh, well? I, I played well enough. Okay. If you follow me. Okay. Well enough. All right. Well enough to warm the pocket than, than I went with. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Arden tried to show up and run his mouth. He took an L. Kyle Arden was uh-huh. in the mix. Yeah, Kyle was in the mix. It was good to see him. Shout out. Good to see him. That's one and, of your dudes. Yeah, he he can hit the golf ball, man. He he can drive it. I mean, he he hits it a long ways too. He doesn't look like it, but uh he's actually a little bit of an athlete. Uh and he and he hits it a long way. But we had a great time. Uh and then played Seminole was the other course, which is a great course to play. So, a lot a lot of fun couple days. And um, it was cool. It was a good trip. So it's good to be back, Love though, it. and get back in the uh, swing of things. And it's just a long trip going down, like, I don't even know where that is. West Palm Beach. Where is I have no clue, right? Just who knows. Okay. Well, uh, I'm glad you got to take that time, uh, recharge your battery. And I got those golf tips yes. uh, for a golf trip yes. that, that I got to help because you're going on your first golf trip yes. coming up here. And I've actually never had a list. I've never played golf outside of uh, a mile high. 
So probably going to be some, like, you go back down the sea level type deal. I've never played golf at sea level where, where I was even halfway confident where it wasn't like a bachelor party right. where I ended up without a shirt Well, you on. think golf, oh, yeah. And you've been there. Don't shake your head. Uh, you think golf is tough here when you go to, like, where you're going, North Carolina yeah. area or something, and Florida, humidity, it, it becomes a lot, a lot more difficult. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Just continue that low ball flight that you have. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have at a uh, NFL free agency next week. We're going to come in here on Monday, and it's going to be the tampering period where teams can, you know, quote unquote, legally start engaging some of these free agents. All right. Then on Wednesday, the new league year will officially kick off, and it's like it's resetting. It's resetting the clocks, man. Like we're going to do that on Sunday night. The NFL clock gets reset starting on Wednesday, and then we're kind of off to the races a little bit here. We do it on Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, not Sunday night. That's when okay. we reset our clock. Sunday morning. I think, kind of going, we're kind of going back and forth with this a little bit, and you're a little bit off on some of the details. I really don't want to get into it because it involves a lot of thinking, but yeah. Sunday morning we're resetting our clock. Su- Sunday morning yeah. at midnight. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm letting it go. I'm letting We're it go. Resetting them. Saturday um, night at midnight. So, Sunday night. Okay. So, right. um, <laughs> what, okay. okay. Well, well, here's my here's my question for you, Zach. Okay. So Monday tampering starts. Like we we will start hearing news as as early as possible. Adam Schefter, Rappaport, um, and hopefully some Mike Cliss news. Do you expect the Broncos like? Right away, well, we're going to have bang, bang, a couple big names, like or one big name, uh, wh- whatever the case may be, early on in the process, or will this be a slow process from the Broncos? Uh, there's no way for me to know. But I, I know. we all understand that there's no way for you to actually know. You know, I, give I, me your best shot here, your best opinion. Let me, let me, let me go backwards before we move forward. I think I would have more of a clear answer if they were being aggressive. If we heard more news on something that they had done already. What what am I talking about? The Broncos need to create cap space. But we haven't heard about any of these moves that, to me, are rather obvious. Are you going to bring back Glass now on the same deal? No. No, they better not. So what are we waiting for? Why are we not getting news about that? Like we are, like Bud Dupree. The Titans are going to cut him. Adam Thielen. Vikings are going to, like, and we're going to talk about Thielen here in a little bit, but, like, why aren't we hearing about Ronald Darby, Graham Glasgow? Who was another one that was a, like a low hanging fruit? Uh, Chase Edmonds, like right. yeah, bring him back. Chase Edmonds for eight million or whatever he's going to make. Right. So why aren't we hearing it? Had we heard some of that, we know what the cap space is, and I can answer that question and say, I think they're going to be aggressive. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's well laid out. Uh, okay. Let me let me let me give you this. Okay. Let me help you out here, and, and then. I want your response after I tell you this. So, I mean, it's Friday, okay? The new league year doesn't start until Wednesday. Wednesday, right? That's 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 the first day of the new league year. And I think that's probably when you have to be have your cap in order. Right? That's when your cap has to be compliant. You know, you understand what that means? Compliant. Yeah, do you understand that? That means it has to be good to go. Yeah. You look confused there. No. So I want to help you out. No. I, yeah. Uh, so they, they, have to, they have to be good to go by Wednesday with their cap. Can't be $10 million over the cap like some of these teams, $30 million. Broncos are already in good shape. It can happen Monday, Zach. 
they can do it Tuesday, right? We're good here. It's not like we're life or death here. If we don't make these moves, we're not going to be able to sign anyone. We can make some signings still. We can do it. And we can get, you know, who knows, 20, 25 more million bucks or whatever the case may be, a lot more money if we just do a th- a three or four other things right. and release those guys, yep. which I'm expecting to happen. It has to happen. Right. It and has so, to. But, but we still have Monday, Tuesday. Right. Those, those like, even if you agree with those players, it doesn't become official till Wednesday. So you can always operate like, hey, we have this money, even though it doesn't say you have it. Sure. Okay, so that 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 would be my, hopefully, that's what I'm hoping. Yes, and it, with our deduction skills, like, they, it's going to happen. They're not, they're not bringing back those guys on those same numbers. But, and I may have missed it early in your explanation, but the, would there be an advantage or disadvantage to keeping that to yourself until Monday? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. I, I don't think so, you know, unless you're trying to trade one of them. Okay. But who's taking Graham Glasgow out no his contract? Who's one. chasing Chase, Chase Edmonds no as a contract? Ronald Do- and, Right. No so, again, I'm with you on that. Like, what are we doing? Just do it. Just do it. Like, why are we waiting here? For what? These guys aren't going to be around. You're going to get cap room and cap relief. There has to be a reason because we are. We're seeing it all over the NFL. Oh, this guy's gone. They're cutting this guy. They're they're freeing up ten million here, eight million here, and like, what are we doing? We we have we done anything? No, that's what I'm saying. It's been so quiet. Come on, it's been it's been too quiet. Come on, it's like too quiet, right? And but but but, go back to the coaching search. This new era of Broncos football is very tight lipped, and is this? Not a coincidence that it's just like everything is just so buttoned up and in-house, and this is our new way of doing things. Again, what advantage can be gained by that? I don't know if there is one. I don't think so. I really don't. And I don't know. Um, Expect it to happen, right, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to hold them back. Not sure why they're operating this way. If you're going to do it eventually, do it now. You're not going to get a benefit from doing it later. Uh, so, unless they're trying to rework a deal with a guy, which I, I like, which one of those do you yeah, want to really? I, I'm just trying to throw stuff, yeah, yeah you know, and yeah. see if it sticks here. Yeah. I, that's all. I don't, I don't know, Zach. I don't know. Okay, you know, maybe Chase Edmonds, maybe Ronald Darby. I, I, I don't know his situation exactly. Just throwing a couple of names out there, yeah. possibilities. Uh, maybe Sean Sean Payton really likes Chase Edmonds. I mean, he's a versatile back. He, he when did he get here? So is it halfway through the year or something like that? And yeah. Maybe they're just trying to work on a deal to keep him around. But a few of those guys, a couple of those guys, you know they're not going to be around. You're not going to want them. And it's just time to move on. So I'm not, not completely sure there. Um, but I don't think it's going to hinder them in, in anything that, that they really want to do in free agency. When we look at the Broncos roster as it's currently constructed, what – What's the strongest room on the Broncos? The strongest room. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see like a room that I really that screams like strength, strength, strength. Right? Uh, you got some some veterans at the receiver position. How strong is it? Nah, nah, no, not that strong. Offensive line. Nah. I mean, Zach, I would have to say just. I, I think I'm going secondary. You know, you got Pat Sertan, you got Justin Simmons, um, and I put the secondary, put the safeties with the cornerbacks, right? Yep. Um, and 
I, I, we'll see you know who the other safety is going to be. Is it going to be Caden Stearns or one of the other young uh, guys? And then at the cornerback position, we I liked Mathis last year. I thought he, he showed a lot his rookie year. Um, uh, Kwan Williams, yes, that's you a know, good top one. two yep. or three probably slot cornerbacks in the game. Tough guy, he'll tackle you. Played half the year, seemed like with a big old club on his hand, still making interceptions. So really, really good football player. I, I would say secondary. How do you view it? I mean, I don't think there's like one strength, but I think that one kind of stands out to me. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway with the question is, is that there's not one singular room that's the clear answer. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem. Of course it is. But it's not because, oh, a lot of these units are strong. Right, right, right. Oh, you can't decide which is the strongest. There's not, like, in terms of NFL, what a strong NFL room looks like. Because even if you were to separate the safeties from the cornerbacks, I think you're spot on. I think it's the cornerback room that's the strongest because of, really, it's it's top-heavy with Pat Sertan. He's one of two all-pros that you have, along with Justin Simmons. We don't know who the other safety is going to be this year. Uh, could that be addressed in the draft, by the way? There's, it, you know, I think there's a, a depth this offseason uh, through the draft and, and, and free agency as well at that position. But PS2, he's an all-pro. Damari Mathis flashed as a rookie, and you're spot on, full co-sign with uh, a K1 Williams. After that, I don't even know what the answer would be. You have a good safety. You have a, the, the running or the um, the running back room has a question mark on it. By the way, there was a rumor when you were gone here coming out of the NFL Combine from Matthew Barry that there is a thought that Javante Williams, not only is he not going to be ready for the start of the season, you may not see Javante Williams at all next season. Did the ACL, did the MCL, did the PCL, and this was Matthew Barry of ESPN saying, yeah. look, there's a wide range of like... I don't know if he's with ESPN anymore. Oh, is he not? I, he was I, with them forever. So yeah, okay. I, I think he does some kind of fantasy thing for something else. I could be off. Uh, okay. he could he could be a part of it. maybe it was somebody else I was thinking about. But, but whatever, whatever. Yeah. whatever. You know, longstanding right. football personality. Yeah. He camped out and he said he wrote an article. He's a, he's a main, main, mainly he's a fantasy guy, right? Yes. I mean, he's a, yes. that's what he does. A lot of fantasy stuff. Been been you know one of the tops in the in the game before it was cool. Yeah, v- very well said. Yes, um, yeah. I think he works for maybe Roto World now, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, one of the 23 things he heard is that there's a thought within the Broncos organization that they are concerned about the timeline of Javante Williams. And oh, wait. Go ahead. Sorry. You're about to say George so, Payton yeah. said he was jogging yeah. and might be ready for week one, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm just telling you what he said, and he said the name to keep an eye on that will let you know how they feel about Javante Williams is Kareem Hunt. Okay. That makes sense then. You know, are you going to make a big move? to try to bring in a top-flight running back because of that. Were you throwing out, you know, smoke signals and to lead people to believe that now nah, we're good at the running back position and you're really not? Just a uh, thought. Just a thought. That's one right. One guy said what he had heard at the Combine. So, whatever. Just keep our eye on it. Let's keep our eye. because the, But it's very concerning hearing that about Javante Williams that, you know, he is, I, I don't know, how, how long is he into this injury? It was week surgery. four against the Raiders. So you're talking about you probably had surgery maybe a week or two later, a couple weeks later. So the injury happens October 2nd. So let's just say, say the surgery was mid-October. So you got no, 
November, December, January, February, March. I mean, we're five months in, possibly five and a half months in, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big boy injury, and it wasn't just one thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, all right. But when I hear George Payton say that, we were all happy. But then you hear Matthew Barry say something completely opposite. And then it gets you really nervous about uh, what's going on there. But to be able to make that call right now, you know, was there a setback? Was, you know, what's going on? Is he not hitting, you know, the the landmarks that you maybe thought he should be hitting at this point? Um, Let me just ask you this with just knowing what you know about injuries. Forget what anyone else said. Forget what George said. Forget what Matthew Berry said he heard. Let me just ask you. If he did his ACL, MCL, and PCL, and it happened in the first week of October and surgery is until the second week, is it is it about a year? What what what, what should the expectation be? I'm not going to hold you to it. Sure, every no, injury is yeah, different, right? And that's the hard part here. Um, you know, you look at ACLs now, and it's like okay, it used to be you know a year, and then it was like guys are getting back in eight months, six months, seven months, eight months. I mean, it was a race to get it back. Then we see like a Jamal Murray, and takes him forever, and we see some other guys just takes forever, and it's just real slow, slow process, and um. So is it a year? I mean, is it, uh, you know, 10 months? It's, it's, it's hard because, you know, we see where it's just an ACL, right? And, okay, you can kind of gauge that. But then when you throw the MCL and PCL, obviously that's not good when you have those also on top of it. And, yeah, I would expect it to be a, a, a year, you know. So, so that's, I think, we can just start there. Right. If it's a year, he's going to miss probably the first six games of the season. And if you think that could be the case or you're, that's your expectation, how seriously do you approach that position this offseason? It's kind of an... I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Do you remember what Sean Payton said about Russell Wilson and about his success? He said, we got to take... Uh, you can't, can't make it... Uh, you got to take stuff off his plate and be a, a, a run-heavy yes. football team. Bam, right? So I think even if you think Javante Williams is going to be... You know, maybe 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 he's back in eleven months. Whatever the case may be, you're, you're like looking on the. You're optimistic about it. And mm-hmm. He's doing great. You still have to have running back as a high priority, given those comments. Given how I think we uh, Sean Payton views Russell Wilson and his success moving forward, yep. it's like all right, we're, we're not going to put everything on him. We, we got to rely on a strong running game. Be maybe a little bit conservative and try to win football games that way. It, it feels like that's his view of this football team in 2023. Right. So that says that running back probably is 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 high on the to-do list. And, you know, when's your first pick? Third round. I think it's 67th overall or something like that. Yeah, I think it's 68, 69. Oh, 68, but 69. But I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's, right it's one of those. But anyway, yeah, it's two back-to-back. Yep. That's it. Like it's, So it's not like you have a, a top or, or 10 picks in this draft all through the draft to be able to take a running back whenever. We know. We talk about it all the time. You can find running backs anywhere. Yep. Seventh round, Isaiah Pacheco. You know, like mm-hmm. you, know, you find these guys all over the place. And you can find some good ones. But you can also find some bad ones. That's right. So... That lets you and know. you can find some bad ones no matter where you address it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, you took Royce Freeman in the third round. Didn't do anything for you. Poor Royce. Catching a stray today for, for you know, no no reason it, at all. It, you didn't it, have to do that. Just an Royce. example, but I, he's I, a I top know, 100 I, pick of a I, powerhouse I, program. I, oh, uh, yeah, we got yeah, that. I know. Poor, you didn't have to do that to Royce. How about Devontae Booker? Took him in the, oh, right. See, Devontae. You talking. Stephen Priest, uh, two couple two yards. Oh, my God. Oh, no. 
What was that? A couple two. I don't know. I forgot. But he had a good line about Devontae Booker. He really did. Shout out Stephen Priest. Yes, Um, our old producer. Yes. So that lets you know in free agency is probably going to be a higher priority. Yep. Because of the importance of that position. You're not going to just draft someone. You know, I have a lot of draft picks. So even if you draft one of with one of those third round picks, I mean, you can't count on this guy to come in and start right away for you at all. No. Now, if it happens, it happens. Uh, but so I, I yeah, they're probably not going to spend one of their two third round picks on a running back. So what do you do? You go find one in free agency. That's kind of what I'm getting to. Yep. And I think uh, you probably will hear that whether it's Kareem Hunt or one of these other ones. There's a bunch out there. That's a great thing. But here's where the problem is with the with the going that route is you may find yourself in another rather disjointed situation because Kareem Hunt, former uh, league uh, leading running back right out of the gate. Remember where he played college? Kareem Hunt played, um, yes, I, I, gosh, I want, like in the Mac. Is that the Mac? No, uh, there's two Macs. There's two Macs. Yes. Oh, my but, gosh. I was going to say, like, uh, why was I going to say uh, Kareem Hunt? Um, it's I, right I, there for I, I was going to say, like, Kent State or You're close. Akron. You're close. You're, you're in the right Mac. That's Miami the, of Ohio. The Mid-American Conference. <laughs> okay, wrong. Uh, Toledo. Toledo. And I don't think he had a, I don't think he Dang. had a fumble one time in college and then fumbled in his first game as a Kansas City Chief, then went on to lead the league in rushing. Then he gets in the off-field dispute where at a, like whatever was craziness, kicked the girl, whatever, and then he ends up in Cleveland, but he's Nick Chubb's backup. He's only 27 years old. The problem here with Kareem Hunt is, you know what his projected market value is from SpotRack? What? Two years, $14 million. Okay. And it reminds me, a lot of Melvin Gordon, two years, $16 million. Yeah. And so you made this great investment in Javante, who's the closest thing to a first-round pick without being a first-round pick, five picks into the second round in the 30s. But then you're going to go pay, uh, you know, which what, what is honestly upper running back money. It would be top 10 money. It would be like ninth or 10th somewhere in there. And it's like, okay, if no, Javante I comes you. back, it's like, I, who's right. the start? And now are we like— But you have to plan. You have to plan. Javante Williams had a major, major injury. And you have running back as a you know a, a position of need, and we don't know about Javante, so you you really have to prepare like he won't be available. Whereas half half of the season, a full season, but you have to make that decision early, right? And you know, two years, fourteen million ain't going to kill you. Kareem Hunt, he's been in a situation where he's been a backup, right? And so he's played that role before. And whether he's the starter and Javante's the bat, I, I don't know how it plays out. We don't know Javante coming off of this major, major surgery, how it plays out. Um, but I think this situation is different because of the situation with Javante. Now, Javante was healthy, Zach? No, no, no. We'd be looking at this. Let's go draft one. Right. Let's go draft a running back. Right. right? But it just moved up a lot on on you know your to-do list because of the uncertainty on Javante Williams in 2023 and what he looks like. You need a running back. Sean Payton said that to us, that, that the running back position is is an important position this year. They're going to run the football. Yep. So, like, what do you do then? I mean, they're, they're, I don't think – I think it's difficult this year. It is. It's tricky. It is. Where it wasn't before, and we've screwed it up. Yep. And so you, you have to go into it and get yourself a veteran running back, whether that's a middle-tier guy like Kareem Hunt, uh, two years, $14 million, or whether that's a, you know, maybe a third-tier, fourth-tier type of guy. D. Ernest Johnson. 
another Cleveland running back. Remember, we saw him, yeah, Mr. Mahi Mahi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on Thursday Night Football, him and Case right. Keenum just blowing the doors off the Broncos. Oh, go figure. But again, he's not going to cost you a lot. He's going right. to cost you like one point five million dollars. Do you like that. want more of a sure thing than Dearness Johnson? I say that like a you know more of a guy that's proven. I mean, he 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 was a played good for a little bit, right? And that was pretty much it. I don't. I mean, you never heard of him after. Now, guess what? He was behind Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Right. At right. that point, they were both right. healthy. Right. So we saw him when those guys were hurt. So, um, um, so I don't. I don't I'm like a Miles Sanders, 26 years old, not going to break the bank. Probably going to still get paid a little bit, right? I mean, two years, ten, two years, eight. Yeah, probably. Years yeah, yeah, right in there. Yeah, no, I like him certainly. Uh, I might rather gamble on a Ernest Johnson though. Well, you're bringing back Latavius too. So keep that in mind. A hundred percent. Did they do that when I was gone or something? Like, I'll say seventy-five percent. He's oh, coming back. But you just said they're bringing him back, and well, I was he, like, "Dang!" When I was gone yep. this past week, like uh, he was texting Sean. Remember, he was texting I, Sean. I do remember that. In but December, yes, <laughs> before oh. before oh. Dan Lack was fired. Oh. Before he got fired, <laughs> Sean Payton let that slip right. week of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I remember the date. It was December nineteenth. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, why did you say Hackett? Hackett was still coaching. <laughs> we got players, players lobbying for yeah. <laughs> people at Fox. Unbelievable. That was the dysfunction of this past year. Oh uh, yes. Uh, okay. I mean, so if Latavius is back, um, okay, that's that's good. That gives you another guy, right? Another yeah. guy, and um, I think if you bring Latavius back, I'd probably go cheaper. And that's more like a D. Ernest Johnson. Compare him with Latavius, and then we'll see what Javante looks like. And then you know what? You can you know maybe take a running back in the seventh round or something right, like right, that. Right. I think that's approach uh, the best approach for running back. I don't think we need to spend two years, fourteen million. But uh, they might see it differently, especially if Matthew Barry is more correct than what we were hearing right. from George Payton. Interesting. We'll continue to follow this story very closely as it's extremely relevant to the makeup of this football team here moving forward. The new league year starts this coming week. Do we have a case of collusion happening right now in the NFL? Hang tight. It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more. Hell no. I just want to sip till the brain wears off. Pour That's going to be you tonight. Pour me Ashley. Pour me another drink. It's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks, man. I don't, I don't think my wife has ever poured me a drink. Well, ever. We got to change that. I don't I don't think I want her to. Well, you just got to try to keep the right way. keep my poor five I know. Minutes. I know. I know. Yeah, it's, 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 best, it's best when you just do it yourself. And I guess it's probably. like, where's that little white spigot yeah. go on the top? All right. <laughs> no, it takes too long. Oh, that wastes the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, you got a point there, Zach. You got a point. We're hanging out on a Friday, uh, having some fun. Uh, I think I have a little bit of news uh, uh, about about next weekend. I did some work for DU. Yeah. Calling the game right. uh, Sioux Falls uh, Conference Tournament. Next week, I think I'm doing DU Men's Lacrosse versus Ohio State. Oh, wow. Where? Uh, DU. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like on a Saturday, Saturday at noon. That, I that mean, DU lacrosse schedule—it's—I mean—they're in the Big East somehow. 
They just, you know, they want to be competitive. They want to be in a great conference. Right, so sure. Play, you know, and you look at their schedule, it's like, damn, playing Duke, North Carolina, Ohio State, Georgetown. They are one of the heavyweights, obviously, right? They are that. The only non- what do you know about lacrosse? A, a lot. I'll tell you in a second. But uh, DU is the only non-East Coast time zone school to ever win a national championship. That's right. I remember us talking about that. Only west of the Mississippi. What do you call that sticky thing they use? What do you mean? What is it called? Does it have a name? Which one? The shorty? Uh, what the, the, the dang thing a, that they have with the little net that they throw stick. the ball yeah. around? Just a lacrosse yeah, stick. It doesn't have a different. name? But, but they're different sizes. Like well, if you're a midfielder, defenseman, okay. you know, the longer, right. you know, attack, you're shorter. So for for How six, hard is that to call? It's very hard. Is it harder than basketball? Yes, very much so. Okay. Very much so. Um, I, I had the uh, opportunity to call almost a half a decade straight of U Albany lacrosse. Oh, you did? You did lacrosse too? Which... Uh, was, I know you told us that probably once or twice. They had, 50, um, you, 60 times. you know, the Heisman Trophy of lacrosse is called the Tawaraton. And they had, uh, the, uh, Albany at the time would go and recruit the um, uh, reservations. The Native American reservations in the Northeast are insane. And they got the player of the year. I think he won it twice. And it was him and his brother, Stokely. Imagine me and you. I think I shared this with you one other time. But I think so. I remember this story about those two yeah, guys. Uh, it was it was Lyle Thompson and um, God, and then they had a cousin too, a Ty Thompson. So imagine me and you, and we're playing basketball together. And there's eight other guys out there, but only me and you know a certain language. And I could be like, Hey, hey, I'm going back door in three, two, one. But no one knows what the hell we're saying. These guys would make fools of these other guys. They're so talented. It was so fun. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to that. Cool. Um, where are we going here? Yeah, I don't know. Trying to figure it out, too. Do we have a case of collusion happening right now oh. in the NFL? Collusion? Oh. What am I talking collusion. about? So, I think um, you are talking about uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Like, nobody wants to trade for Lamar Jackson, and nobody wants to deal with Lamar Jackson. And so, all of a sudden, you know, it's It's collusion. It's collusion, and um, I think it's more than that, Zach. Talk to me. I think it's more than that. I think... Uh, Can we just reframe it before you give me your opinion? Yeah. So, Go for it. So Lamar Jackson, for the past year, they can't get a deal done. They hit him with the non-exclusive tag. The non-exclusive franchise tag means... He is tagged at a number, but he can really go out and shop any new deal with any new team in the NFL. And if they gave him a, 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 an awesome contract, let's just say five years, $500 million, like whatever. Yeah. The, the Ravens have an opportunity to match it. If they don't want to match it, he can go take that deal with the other team. And in exchange, Baltimore gets two first-round picks. Right. So he's kind of he's not a free agent, but he is really. I mean, he can get offers from any team that he wants coming up here, right? Right, and all that team will have to do is structure the contract in a certain way that the Ravens won't match it or can't match it. Right, that happens a lot, um, and not a lot, but it's happened. And you can structure it certain ways where the Ravens just could match it because of their salary cap situation. And um, then you you can do the deal with Lamar, you get your quarterback, and then the Ravens just get two first round picks. That's it. Uh, so it's. Um, that tag is different than the other tag. It saves Baltimore about thirteen million bucks or so. Something, Correct, something like that, yep. right? Um, yep. The difference in the, the the highest tag and that tag. The highest tag you can't even talk to Lamar. The problem is Lamar doesn't have an agent, right? So that muddies the water here. So these teams that are going to want to trade for him, I mean, they, they call. They, I guess you just call Lamar. Hopefully he picks up. Yeah, only right, answers, right? right? I mean, how many messages does he have, right? <laughs> right? Like teams like Lamar. This is you know Bill Poland with the Colts here. Just just say, I'd love for a callback. We're trying to make. 
this is where you need an agent. This is where he's needed an agent the last couple of years. When you are traveling down this road to navigate deals, to navigate trades, and to facilitate all this stuff, it's not in your best interest to try to handle your business by yourself. Okay? It's just not. It's not. Well, it save you a little money? Yeah, but you can negotiate with these agents to where you can get your percentage down. 3% at the most, you could get it a little bit lower than that, especially if you're Lamar Jackson and, you know, people want to rep you. Right. So, um, and in the end, it's worth it. So, uh, you're, you're talking about a lot of money, and this isn't what you do. You play football, right? So, get somebody that knows what they're doing and that's navigated these waters before, because especially now, Right. All the reports, he wants a fully guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract. So this is what you're talking about with collusion. NFL owners have, have, have pushed back against the Browns, uh, signing Deshaun Watson, that fully guaranteed big boy contract. And so you know they don't want to set that precedent, right? And Lamar's in a situation also where, look, he's ended on IR the last two years. That's right. Okay? Uh, he's won one playoff game. That's one more than me. Right. And that's not good. Yeah, I get it. He was a former MVP. What year was that, Zach? 2019. What year are we going into? What year are we in now? We're about to play this football season. 2023. It's a long time ago he won that MVP, right? His game is predicated on his speed. He gets hit a lot, and now he's getting injured a lot. So you're forecasting moving forward. You're not paying him off what he did in 2018 or 19. and No. Yeah. And so um, he's not the type of player that I, I think you want to give a fully guaranteed contract to because you're worried about the injury history. And fr- quite frankly, he's not a great thrower of the football. He's just not. And I watched, you know, look, he, I know he led the NFL in passing touchdowns that one year. He had one great year throwing the football, but the last couple years have not been good. I get it. You say, well, they don't, they don't have, they haven't given him any weapons, but, um, you know, there's some flaws there also. There so is. There's a lot more to this than just saying, I can't believe the NFL owners aren't giving this guy a fully guaranteed contract. He was a, he's a former MVP. He led the league in touchdown passes that year. It's like, okay. He's also hurt a lot now. And on top of that, um, you have to worry about his durability moving forward and him throwing the football and putting an offense around him to all of a sudden now get the most out of him. He's not a drop-back quarterback. He's not. So you're going to have to, like, restructure your offensive philosophy and certain guys fit his ability to play better than others. Right. So there's a lot that goes into this. And there was a lot that you just said right there. Let me talk about the touchdown passes in 2019. He hasn't gotten within 10 touchdowns of that number since or before. So he had that one insane year. Again, he hasn't come within 10 touchdown passes. The time miss is obvious. Uh, hard to refute that. But I think we also have to remember, would a team give up two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson and sign him to a, a five-year, $150 million contract? Yes, but you got to come up with a contract that the Ravens can't say, okay, we'll do that too. Come on back. Like, you have to put together a deal that's yep. a deal that the Ravens don't want to agree to. The Ravens want Lamar back, but on their terms, or and certainly not on Lamar's terms with right. the fully guaranteed contract. And it, so it's not as simple as, I can't believe a team wouldn't give up two first round picks. If all things were even, I'm sure they could, but you got to you know, put together a slam and deal, and that hasn't happened yet. So, and we're seeing teams like the Falcons, the Commanders, the Panthers, and the Dolphins already openly say, we're not interested. Yeah. How does this end? I think it ends with him going back to Baltimore and playing on this one-year deal. 
and then he'll try to figure it out next year. Uh, but I, I, I really hope that he, he gets some representative, uh, some help here in this situation and, and someone that's been through these situations to help him out. And I, I guarantee you the NFLPA is helping him to a certain degree, like navigate these waters. But, like, who is, who's answering these calls? I mean, now he's really, for the first time, like he can openly talk to other teams. Right. Right? And, and try to work out a deal. I mean, is he, you know, the one sitting there on the phone? Um, and is he buttoned up on all the other, you know, contracts? I'm sure he's got all the data that he needs. But, like, uh, you know, where's the negotiation there? I mean, that's why you have a good agent. They negotiate things. It's not like, yep, I'm either getting a five-year, $250 million fully guaranteed deal or that's it. And then, like, that's not going to fly. Um, and so uh, you could you could put yourself in a, in a tough situation. Hopefully it works out for him in the end. But uh, you're talking about a lot of money that I think is best handled by a person that has done this before. I just think it's really weird in this situation to try to, you know, like, you're going to call Lamar? Is that who the, the, the GM's going to be talking to, trying to negotiate a contract? How awkward it's is that? It's very unusual. It's very unusual. Very unusual. So what do you think happens? He goes back and plays on that contract. Yeah. He goes back and plays on that contract. And then either they'll hit him again the following year if he has a great year or he hits free agency. So I've seen reports where it's it could possibly said, does he sit out the year? I, like I, Le'Veon I, Bell. You know, does he take I, that I stance? I read that too. I, I read that there could be, you know, and, and the commanders are saying that they're out, but there was a theory that Daniel Snyder's last move would give a middle finger to all the other owners and say, I'm getting giving this uh-huh. guy a fully guaranteed uh-huh. contract. Uh-huh. That's my right. last move. And we're giving Washington yeah. the quarterback that they've been looking for. Right. So he gives a middle finger to the owners, and his lasting legacy is almost, right. if this guy has success, don't forget who brought him here. Right. Oh, that was interesting. That is very interesting. Uh, very interesting. That would be That would be a Daniel Snyder type of move, right. I guess, right? We'll, wow. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, Stokely uh, has been gone the last three days, and, and you missed an anniversary of ours. You missed an anniversary of ours. Aww. And I'm going to bring you back to the moment where we thought we fell in love. Oh, gosh. And check back in a year later with the same question I asked you 367 days ago. Wow. And see what the new answer is coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. So Stokely's been gone a couple days. Uh, he was here earlier in the week, but he was down golfing uh, at Michael Jordan's golf course in West Palm Beach, as one does. And you missed our uh, you missed our anniversary. Yeah, you missed our. You know, I missed my my. I think it was my my ten year anniversary. Like with Lana, like your wife. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. So that was a while ago, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, 2012. Okay. Do the math. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, what happened? I, uh, I got locked to, up for the night or something. I got. I got to. Uh, I got the invite to. I think it was the first one that Peyton did. Really? Oh my gosh. To go to um, Duke. And that was when I went to Duke with Peyton, and then Jeff Saturday was there. And like the David Austin. Cutcliffe, yeah. uh, his, his yes. operation yes. down there. So Peyton was, you know, he was coming off that injury, trying to see, you know, if he could throw, and he was oh, working to come back. And, oh, oh. and so he's like, you know, he asked me to go do this, and I'm like, oh, ooh. I was like, oh, February 23rd? Like, oh, my gosh, dude, are you serious? Um, 
That's, that's my 10-year anniversary. And he said, well, I, I'm also getting us tickets to the Duke, North Carolina basketball game. I said, oh, forget Lana. I'm in. Don't doubt. I'm in. I'm in, baby. Let's go. Bam. See you later. That's where I was. Oh, no. And that's where I was. <laughs> Living it up. Oh, my we had a great gosh. time. Oh, my gosh. How did she take that? <laughs> oh, no, I asked. I asked, okay. of course, right? And, you know, I was like, hey, I was like, you know, Peyton Adams, I know I it's our 10-year. recording of this sequence. Uh, right. <laughs> I know it's our 10-year, but, you know, we're supposed to go to San Francisco, but that can wait. We can go to San Francisco the next week if we really want to. San Francisco is, will still be there. Right. This is not going to, this is it. This yeah. is the only time I can go do this. And it really led to me getting another job. Right. You know, in the NFL. So it was, um, it was, uh, it was cool. It was wow. a cool trip. So that was, yeah, so wow. I did miss. Uh, ten year. That is wild. Um, well, you missed you missed one of our anniversaries. Okay, and there are many of them here through the six plus years we've been doing this show. Uh, but on Wednesday, we have breaking Broncos news right now. This day wow. is not going to finish the way that it started. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Schefter reporting that the Denver Broncos are acquiring Russell Wilson. Right here, right now. Russell Wilson is about to become a member of the Denver Broncos. This is not a drill. That was Wednesday. 367 days ago now. Wow. And it's so crazy to hear, like, obviously, like the fervor in my voice and then see how it aged, you know, over the next calendar year or really the next seven, eight months uh, from that moment. And, you know, maybe the most optimistic moment in the last half a decade, turned the most disappointing Broncos season maybe of all time. I heard Rod Smith was hanging out. Uh, Rod Smith, shout out to Rod Smith and uh, Charlie Adams were hanging out with Nate Jackson on the Players Club. Yeah, we're rolling in here today. I got here early, and um, all of a sudden, like, I can see through the mirror, right, when I'm walking through. and like Can some, see through the mirror? Can see, like, they have glass down there. You can see, so someone pulled up kind of next to me or whatever. Okay. I just kept walking. I'm walking okay. in. I, I, I looked. And someone was coming out of their car, and I turned around real quick, and it was Rod. And uh, so it was great to see Rod. And um, so, yeah, he's like, hey, I'm going to go up there with, with Charlie. And yeah, Nate. pretty cool. Yeah, really, really cool. So, uh, unfortunately, I I was doing some things here, so I didn't get to hear okay. their you know segments that they had with them. So uh, I heard Rod. The reason I bring it up is because Rod was like, this, this season, this season was the worst Broncos season of my life. And he said it wasn't just about – what we saw, it was about how I felt because given the expectation. And I know he speaks for a lot of Broncos country. It yeah. was the expectation compared to the result. You're hoping it was going to be a 10-win, 11-win, 12-win team, Super Bowl expectations for some. It was dynasty articles getting written at denversports.com. Um, and then Oof. the team was 5-12. and 12. Oof, yeah. Russell threw you know, 16 total touchdowns. When I asked you a year ago, what defines success? I know you remember this question. Like, what should define success in the Russell Wilson era? It was, do they need to win a Super Bowl? Do they need to play in a Super Bowl? Is it being a contender every year? It was, it was questions like that or answers like that. Right. I forget exactly what you said. I don't think you said you didn't have to win a Super Bowl for it to be success. I think, I think you know, if I... I would probably have said something along the, the lines of, because I usually don't like to look at a Super Bowl or it's not successful. Right. Right. I think there's, it still could be successful. Like, be a contender every year. Be a contender every single year. 
right? I mean, what if, what if the Manning years, what if they wouldn't have won Super Bowl 50? Would that, I mean, that still would have been so much fun. I just, like, we're starving, Zach, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, uh, I don't care what we get to eat, like, feed us. And so if we're a contender, that means we're playing great football, mm-hmm. probably winning double digits type of games, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're in the playoffs every year. That, to me, I kind of feel like I would have said something along those lines. And I agree with you. I want to re-ask you the question. Okay. With the information that we have and Sean Payton now in the fold, and we'll go over it coming up next.